Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's a cat over here. There's a cat, There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to the Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast Ashby. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. You might have seen her last year when she performed in the Music Man in the Winter Garden Theater, or you will soon see her in the ensemble of Spamalot, which is going to be at the St. James Theater. But before that, she was Victoria in a swing in the 2016 Broadway revival of Cats. So welcome, Maria Briggs, and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on. I know we've chatted for a while and have you never been able to connect on time I feel like and, at least a year and I, here we are yeah I, I i had the notes written we're ready to go it was like during the music man i think oh and, my gosh and of course like when covid was at its peak and so i was super busy yeah there and yeah well and he, here we are we're, we're now we've made it we're, we're recording and we get to hear your amazing story and so let's start at the beginning. I always love hearing, yeah. when was the first time you were introduced to Cats? Was it the 1998 movie or was it seeing it? That's a great question. Because uh, actually my last year or last semester, I should say at AMDA, I saw that there was like the Cats tour going out mm-hmm. or that they were having auditions for it. And I had seen like snippets of Cats on like PBS pop up and here and there, <laughs> but I had never seen it. And... I was in calls for the audition and I was getting callbacks and callbacks. And uh, it's actually kind of funny because I was in for Rumple Teaser and Cover Victoria for mm-hmm. that time. And I got to like final callbacks and I was like, I should maybe watch this. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what I'm <laughs> auditioning for. And I will say I kind of got to like Mongo Rump and then I don't even think I finished Turn it, it off. then. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, I will say I was in school at the time, so I was like, okay, got you're the busy. gist. Yeah, I you're really go busy. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did end up booking it. And I told one of my teachers at school, and I was so happy and elated. And he had done the other version on Broadway. And he was like, don't do it. It'll be your first job and your last job. And I was like, what? He's like, it's going to be a bus and truck tour. You don't want to sleep wake up that day and go to cats. So I ended up not even doing the tour. I ended wow. up getting Radio City instead. Uh, so this was the next time it came into my life. And 
I was so sad because I was actually out of town doing another show while, when they had the original auditions. Um, and so I was the first group to go and audition, or I guess I was like the first replacement or vacation swing uh, once the Broadway mm-hmm. opened. So. so you, there's, that's a lot. There's a lot there. A so lot you, there. You got the, you, you booked the fifth tour. I think it would have been. I with think the so. Julian Lynn choreography towards the end of its yes. time too. Cause it ran for like 10, 15 years. It yep. was the non-equity tour. Um, and you, you had a teacher talk you out of it. I did. Wow. <laughs> did you make the teacher come in 2016 where you're like, oh, hey. okay. So it was actually kind of great because he did get to come because they had like this show for alumni to come and mm-hmm. see it. So he was there during that time. So, but so the teacher did it. They did. He cast. did it. Yeah, he oh. did it. I believe he did it on Broadway and I believe he was um, uh, a misto. Okay. I need to double check, but I don't know if I should reveal his name. Or yeah, let's not reveal his name uh, <laughs> as, as he has talked you out of joining the cast. Uh, which means he either loved it or knew, yeah. hey, this is a, it is a, like the tour is a challenge. Like that is a, yes, a very difficult schedule and it's a, a very challenging show to do. And so, yeah, I, 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 as I've heard more, I'm like, God, the, this sounds It's hard. a lot. And that's why we have a union to help yeah. make it safer and better. Yeah. Um, I should add, there was, I completely like my very, very first experience with cats. I was taking a master class from someone who had done it on Broadway as well. And we actually learned the naming of cats. And I was like, mm. what is this? I love this. I get to be a cat. And I didn't even realize how much I love cats, but I was living my life. And that's all I knew of cats. I okay. When was that? Cats. How old that, were you then? Like- oh, I think maybe just getting into high school. Okay. Because I didn't really know about musical theater either until high school. Wow. Yeah. So you you weren't like the obsessed as a five and six year old watching the VHS and burning through it. No, not at all. I grew up dancing my whole life. Mm-hmm. See, I was more obsessed with singing in the rain. That was okay. like the one I kept watching over and over and over again. And then, and I actually worked with Michael Gruber, who was Strap. Yeah. That version. Wow. And I got to do Singing in the Rain with him, actually. Wow. (laughs) He was Don Lockwood, so it's kind of neat. Okay. Okay, so you you book it, you you book it in college and say no, and then Uh you go do all kinds of other stuff, and then you come back, and you are now auditioning. So I want to hear a little bit, because that's a piece I wouldn't have thought about. You now are auditioning for Andy's version of the show. How did the auditions differ? Like, did you do different choreography, different dance in the audition? Because it's mm. too, I mean, it's similar. There's like a lot of, um, he, he didn't stray completely from Jillian Lynn's choreography, right. but he did put his own spin on it. So did you notice, like, was that something you noticed when you went to the audition for the Broadway show? Yeah. So it's actually interesting because they used the same section to audition with. like the Oh, interesting. Um, the, that one section of the ball. Um, so I kind of like knew the beginning, but then all of a sudden it changed and I was like, oh, oh, okay. So we're doing a a mix of it all. Um, and then for my Broadway audition, so we, it was uh, actually co-ed. And so we all did that. Then they split us up into like who they think would be Victoria, who Mm -hmm. they think would be Misto. 
And then we did the victorious, or we didn't even do the full victorious solo, I don't think. I think we literally just did a develop A and it was like, can you do it? Go into the splits, done. Yeah. And actually from there, uh, I didn't hear, or like, no, I think I went back it, within like two weeks or something to sing. Mm-hmm. And it was just my, my own song and then um, addressing of cats. And then maybe I did syllabub. I'm not quite sure. Um, and then a month went, went by and I was like, I guess I didn't get it. Yeah. Okay. And I was in it for another audition. I was in final, final callbacks for another show. And I had seen that my agent called and I was like, oh, in between dancing and singing, do I want to get this right now or do I want to stay focused? But I had enough time and I was like, okay, let me check my phone. So I got another room. And he was like, this audition's not going to work out. And this show isn't going to work out because you're going to make your Broadway debut. <laughs> oh, so you're in the middle of an audition. I was in the middle of an audition. Wow. I was like, okay, great. This is amazing. I'm going to go sing now. <laughs> yeah. You didn't walk out. You still finished the audition. I finished the audition. To, right? Okay. And I guess the one difference with, uh, when I was auditioning for the tour, I was in like showcase at the time for school. And so I was in these final callbacks and I got the Mungo Rump song. And oh my God, that time signature. And I was like, I don't know how to count this. Like, how do you do five? I don't blah. And so at AMDA, we actually have what we call tapings. And you can go in and you can work with an accompanist. And so I stayed outside the door all day with this accompanist. And I was like, help me count this. Help me count this. And all night, spent all night. And I was like, I got the song. So I was doing my audition and I did like the whole beginning of the section. Then we were going into the 5-4 section and I was like, here we go. And I started singing it and they were like, wait, you know this part? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) gave me the music. And they're like, great, let's give it a try. And I think maybe that's how I got it. It's just knew that part, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) And and so you'd learned it for this. This is the, the second audition. That was for the tour. For the tour. Okay. So yes, that was the non So you learned it. And then when you come in again later, you're like, of course I got this. I, <laughs> I had already booked it once. Well, no, uh, sorry. So um, the tour was saying, they were like, wait, you know this section. Because I guess they normally cut after that first part. Um, but yeah. And then when I was auditioning for Broadway, I actually didn't have to do it, which in the Broadway version, they changed the time signature in Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. To make it a so, little easier. So then you, you're going to make your Broadway debut. I want to go before we get to that first show. I, I love hearing how Cats is explained to you. Because at this point, you're not the super fan who watched the VHS <laughs> through. You didn't even made it to act two the first time you watched it. Exactly. <laughs> so what was that like? first moment like where you're like all right let's let's i'm hearing the story i'm following through and and i think this is as a was this victoria's a swing at this point this is a swing swing at that point. so you're yep. having to learn six different cats yes. stories and dances yep. and songs and staging and everything else tell me the tell me about that experience well it actually was the best because so we my first rehearsal it was just myself and it was at Ripley Greer, it's like in the 50s. I can't remember what street it was, but I was like, I didn't even know there was a Ripley Greer there, which is like a studio that Mm -hmm. a lot of people audition at. 
and I go up the stairs and who do I see? Claire Camp, who is like <laughs> the master of cats. So honestly, I had the best way to be introduced to this show because she's so obsessed with it and loves it. And that was, it was absolutely perfect. And I think actually when I started, I didn't start with six cats. I think it might've even been three or something. Mm-hmm. And my first cat was Tantamile because, uh, how do we say it? I guess Tantamile kind of does the most consistently in the show. So it's like, From okay, a dancing perspective, right? From a yeah, dancing like perspective, yeah. yeah. And again, especially being with a partner where it's like, if we can get this solid. And also um, the person who played that track also covered Victoria. So it's like, okay, we have someone who can, like if I learn this cat, then we make her more available for something else. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So you walk in, it was a solo rehearsal, but you see Claire, who's going to just give you the full rundown. The full rundown of cats. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's how it started, where she was like, oh my gosh, well, I love this show so much. You're absolutely perfect for it. You fit these cats perfectly. I definitely see you as Tantamile and Victor. All these cats. I can can only imagine having Claire yeah. was one of the most entertaining episodes I have ever recorded for this podcast <laughs> by best. a mile. Uh, she is so much fun and she is passionate about yes. cats and knows it in and out. And it is fun to, to hear that. So I can only, it's, she's also like, it's, you can feel the energy of her fit, like fandom of it. So I'm sure oh, you yeah. got there not knowing much. And then it's like, oh, I'm, I've got it. Clearly, I got to be in if she's all the way in on this. Oh, yeah. And it was definitely like, I'm taking you under my wing. And the cool part, too, is that she knows the original choreography as well. So it was like, oh, she could kind of say, like, this is original. This is Andy's. This is where we're mixing. And so it was really neat. So was she teaching? Like, what was that first day like? Like, was it, it was yeah. just you and her or was it a group or how was that setting? So it's just Claire, myself, and a companist. Wow. That's it. And so it's the weirdest thing, too, because, again, I'm like, oh, my God, Broadway. Broadway's happening. And then you're like, wait, it's kind of the same thing I do everywhere, except just on this certain street. Yeah. uh, So we started with the opening, and we just started doing some of the choreography. And uh, so Claire and I have worked a few other times now since then. We, of course, got to talk more about it. And I was, again, I was so adamant because it was like, it's my Broadway debut. I got to be on top of everything. So I worked on that choreography like all night. I looked Mm -hmm. at the lyrics and I was like, I got to be off a book next day. And sure enough, like while I was there, I was like, like doing it full song, full dance, just myself in a room. Weirdest, just weirdest you sensation. two, three of you in a room doing yep all parts. <laughs> doing cats, this. yeah, like, like crawling around and doing exactly. yeah. I can yeah. That's gotta be a sight for anybody that like looks in the window, you know, type of thing of like Absolutely. what is what is this group doing here right now? Well, and there was one day, um I think I had like I just learned a whole nother cat or something, and we had two other people join us because of a, an emergency situation. And uh, Kim Craven, who is our resident Mm -hmm. choreographer, she had to take the two new girls into another room. And and she was like, since you know the show, you're at like a different pace than them. How about you just go run it? So again, this was just me and the accompaniment. 
in one room and I'm doing all the, of cats. The whole show. I myself the whole show. So silly. Wow. That is again, you're in a you got the whole junkyard and you're I just guess. you by yourself exactly. running the show from start to finish. Yep. Wow. Dedication. Yeah. I mean, Self-discipline. <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind the scenes of, of Broadway. Oh, my gosh. So I want to fast forward, though, to the other part of this. So, like, you obviously have to learn the singing, the dancing, and at the, whether it's three or six cats or even one cat, you've got to learn the show. Yeah. But you also have got to learn their personalities. Yes. So tell me, was Claire your, your teacher there, too? Because, I mean, she could definitely do it. Or what was the... What was the like, here's what you need to know about the backstory of these characters? It was kind of a mix. I would say be uh, I spent most time with like Claire and Kim. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would definitely spend time with Corey as well. But it it was tricky because our dance captains were on a lot. So yeah. I do think when I started going further into rehearsal, it, it kind of just became Kim just because she was actually mm -hmm. available. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think more of the backstory started to come from her. But if I had any questions, Claire was there yeah. to answer. <laughs> so when you're learning this part, what was the, like when you're learning the story as someone who didn't watch it a million times, Yeah. what was your, like, was there an aha moment or like a, wow, I did not did not catch that when I watched the first act on VHS. Uh, I mean, I think the story, the fact that there isn't much of a story. Yeah. I definitely say it was an aha moment where when I saw the whole show together, it was like, okay, wait, but what? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Um, but then there was the, just the appreciation of like, there's just no other show that has this amount of like singing and dancing and acting because mm -hmm. you have to be a you have to be a cat yeah so so you didn't go like this is the part that i mean this is what i spend all the time thinking about as someone who can't yeah. sing and dance if you stuck me in that room i'd be like sure do your thing like i i need to be grisabella and be on stage for like 15 minutes all right um but i but i keep thinking especially as a swing which is a fascinating in any role you know an important part and just a really challenging thing in any role then i think about cats where it's like this is extremely different personality yeah so when you go on as tantamal versus victoria right, right. yes they, they're very different and so yes. like do you think about the oh i'm you know i have to do i have to have this type of feeling today versus this type of feeling today and yep. how much of the like your own story did you write into those characters absolutely so i think when it came to rehearsals i was definitely told like okay these are the younger cats so like Victoria, Syllabub, Electra, those are younger. Mm -hmm. Um, Tantamile's older and she has the like uh what's the word? They can like sink into things and they have the It's just a telepathic almost. Telepathic, thank yeah. you. And um, but then like when I got Jenny Any Dots, it was like, oh, she's older and more grounded. And so that absolutely first of all it completely changes your body language so mm -hmm. like with the cats the kittens definitely felt a little more natural to me <laughs> okay. since i do have like that bubbliness behind it um but then like with tantamount it was like okay sink in ground mm -hmm. and it's almost like a smoother sort of movement as well where like the kittens are a little like frantic and energetic yeah so it's so interesting because you, you're thinking about it from the like movement and dancing and how you like do this. And I'm yeah. thinking about like, well, what about their like relationships with the story? Like, do they, 
dance with yeah. this cat or do they do oh, that yeah. or do they leave here or you know are they you know the, especially i don't think you didn't do demeter but i'm like well that that's a backstory she's like, got a backstory she's yeah. got a story you know like like <laughs> how do you convey that to an audience where i don't want to guess a percentage but like some person a good chunk of that audience has no idea right that's happening and i i think part of that too is just like communication with actors as well mm-hmm. like you set up that backstory of like Oh, okay. Where are all the kittens? And you also kind of see how it's staged. So it's like the kittens tend to be together often. Yeah. So they definitely have that relationship. And, um, and clearly in like the stature and how Monkus Strap is placed on stage, you clearly, oh, he is like a leader. Yeah. In Deuteronomy, we have like this huge grand entrance. And, and I think we mentioned in the lyrics that he's like our leader. Yeah. Well, um, so I do think like the movement of how you it's the staging of it all. Like that's where the choreography, that's why it's so important. And that's how you like structure pieces, especially because I think what's neat about cats is that you honestly don't even need to know English to love it, Um, which we actually had a lot of tourists come to the show, too, um, or non-English speakers come see the show because you can because even English speakers are like, what did I just see? That, <laughs> but you yeah. have the appreciation because you know that there's like this story happening. Even if you don't know exactly what's going on, you know that something important is happening. That was the my first experience is I was at your, pro- I mean, I, it was before you were on, but your production, second last preview, yeah. um, I was by myself. I was had just moved to the city. And so I was definitely overwhelmed in general like i had just i moved from indiana so it's like it's a culture shock in itself was this your first musical no so thank i've been a lot growing up but tours in indiana and then a little bit in on broadway as like we visited like my family would go to like a a sporting event and a broadway show when we visited new york okay that was kind of how we did we did our trips so it wasn't the first time been on broadway it wasn't first time but first time i'd seen cats and really the first time I'd been like, oh, I'm going to just walk to the theater and kind of like experience this. And I did notice that there was one pre-show, the majority of the conversations happening around me were actually not in English. So I, that kind of oh, stood out of oh, like yeah. a lot of tourists around me seeing the show. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I had seen some other things the previous couple of years. I'm like, oh, that's going to be, might be challenging. I'm like, nope, not in cats. Not in cats. It's, it's not needed. But now I know too much where now I'm like... <laughs> I have I've watched it since I'm like, well, hold on. That's this is that's this like subplot happening here <laughs> behind the scenes where I'm like, oh, this these two might be dating, you know, or like yeah. which you don't notice the first time you see it. Well, and isn't it neat too that like we painted the whole outside of the Neil Simon Theater black. So even <laughs> your first entrance into the theater is different than what it normally would be yeah like they chain it's so neat like from the second you're walking in or i guess you should, should say the second you're in line you're starting the experience mm-hmm. from there well and i had like i had gotten the tickets from a friend who does production and stage management and all that design and so i was kind of like more in tune to that than i think i would normally have been and you walk in and you are in a junk yeah and like i was like oh wow this is like this is a lot to take in like this is really cool and i was kind of experiencing that then no one warned me about green eyes so i wasn't ready for that <laughs> um and so i like and then you know i had a a whirlwind of an experience for two and a half hours that i didn't know how to process at the time uh, it's 
honestly, Green Eyes was one of my favorite moments too, especially as Rumple Teaser, because you got to go up into the mezzanine and there was kind of like a, it's really a wall, but there was a step that you could kind of hide underneath and then pop up and scare behind, the audience. Like behind the last row, right? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. it was so awesome. So you might have been the one that did that to me. Um, Probably, So the yeah. second time I saw the show, my friend was visiting and was like, really wanted to see it. And I think we ended up in the last row of the mezzanine. Oh, nice. And I remember being like, just don't buy us aisle tickets. Right. I was like, I don't want to be on the aisle. I don't need a cat jumping out of my face. Like, even if I know it's coming, I don't need it. And I was like, okay, we're, I sat down, we're like, we're good. You know, like we're not on the aisle, we're in the middle of this row. And then sure enough, someone jumped up behind me over that ledge. And I was like, oh my God. We're always there. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere in that theater. That's and fun. I, sh- I should say too, because oh God, the whole beginning is like, I never seen cats and I'm obsessed with it now as well. I am with the cats fandom. I am in it. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever done. Uh, Claire would be so happy to hear you say that. Absolutely. <laughs> she, I'm sure she's like slowly trying to convert the world. Like I am one, one person at a time. Well, the funny part is we just did a chorus line together mm-hmm. and you were like, wait, so which of, okay. So who's Sheila? What cat is she <laughs> coming so, up with that stuff? I have never seen a chorus line still to this day. And, oh, but, but I've heard a chorus line has some elements of the way I would want cats. Like, you yep. pick, like let's pick, who's going to get in the show? Let's pick who's going to yep. get picked as Evisad Lair. Absolutely. There's so many similarities. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for more of The Wrong Cat Died. I'm going to make you do the music main characters with me as cats. <laughs> so, oh no. So we can, and I have not thought about this ahead of time. I'm going to pull, okay. up, I'm going to pull it up live and I have seen the music man. Uh, I saw in your last week, I believe, um, here in New York. And then I, it was the one show I think my sister performed it as a kid growing up. So I was like, I, I was like, oh, I know a lot of these songs. Why do I know a lot of these songs? It was because of that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go through because that's, uh, that is, it's Claire's party trick. She told me she just would tell everybody oh which gosh. cat they would be. Okay. Yeah. And I love combining shows. I think it's really fun to think about the personalities, but I want to, before we get there, I want to hear a little bit about the very first time. It's Broadway debut. Oh, very first gosh. time on stage, like performing. Oh, I will never forget it. Uh, so it was with Tantamile, and it was my it was with my swing buddy uh, Tanner. And so we had been rehearsing as the twins for a while, and that's also why uh, we actually did a swing out for my debut. So we knew it was happening. We could prepare for it. I could invite friends to come yeah. that day. And I just remember being like backstage and like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And the twins enter in like a, a, like a crouched position on their toes. And we enter from stage left and we run on it and then we roll. And I was like, and then they pop their heads up. And I was like, <laughs> I'm on Broadway. I'm on Broadway. And, uh, but then, of course, I had to like completely zone out then right yeah. after that because it was like, okay, I got to, I have a job to do now. And I do remember someone in the cast telling me, like, take a moment during the show to like really settle in and just look out, out and see where you are. And yeah. I just remember during bows looking out and being like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm yeah. on Broadway. And I, but I just think it's so funny that my first Broadway entrance was rolling on stage. Yes. 
rolling on in with full paw probably. Oh, and I always thought too, like auditioning when I, or when I first started auditioning, I was like, gosh, that girl's been on Broadway. Look at those heels that she's wearing. Oh, I can't wait till I get my first pair of Broadway heels. And nope, it's a good old jazz shoe. Yeah. (laughs) Painted with fur. Yeah. Wow. And I wear them so proudly. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, and then uh, tell me a little bit about you. So then you go full-time on for Victoria. Right. So I swung for a long time. And then there was a period between uh, our original Victoria and then our replacement Victoria. And so uh, I got to take over the role for a bit. And so I guess you could technically say I was the second replacement for mm-hmm. Victoria. Um and then once the new replacement came in, then I went back to swinging. Um, but I, okay, I don't know if you know this. And I don't know if it's ever been done before. So do you know what split tracks are? Mm-hmm. So I did a split track of Teaser and Victoria. How? how? Ex- yeah. <laughs> so, because to me, I feel like those are two of the like, heaviest dancing tracks for the female cats and oh my gosh we were down so many people at this time and we just we didn't have any other covers for victoria and rumple teaser and so i definitely had to do victoria Mm -hmm. and then uh, francesca grinnell she was supposed to go on for rumple teaser but she had no voice. She felt completely fine, but could not speak. And I was in my dressing room, painting my face, and my stage manager comes into the room and he's like, oh, sorry. And downstairs, uh, Fran is trying to run the vocals with the music director. Mm -hmm. Stage manager comes in. He's like, okay, I think we're doing a singing in the rain moment. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I think Fran is going to do rumple teaser and you're gonna sing it off stage i was like what how is this gonna work uh and so because that especially with that number is like you both look at each other you take yeah. cues off of each other so he then gets a call basically saying like she can't sing so then my stage manager says what's that split track you had in mind i was like okay so this is how I got my assistant dance captain credit. <laughs> it was for one day. Um, I did. So basically, I started as Victoria. Francesca was dressed as Teaser. We did the whole opening and everything. Then when there's the first scare, we exited. And then I kept the white face of Victoria, put on the Teaser wig, put on the Teaser unitard, over my white unitard and then put like the chaps for the feature Mm -hmm. so i had basically three unitards on at this point and did the number and then when they go up to the top of the boot and it goes into slow motion i exited francesca came on i ran around upstage stripped off the rumple teaser and then made it just in time as victoria to run off stage dive to go it like great old Deuteronomy and it, it was one of the craziest experiences ever. So this is just one performance. It ended up being for two, two so, performances. Okay. Yeah. So, so crazy- I'm, I'm trying to follow this. Wait, so you, you basically did Victoria until the 
the, the duet, right? Yes. Like the duet of Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser. And then yep. you're in full. I mean, I guess that's similar enough, right? Like it's not so far off. If you put on the suit, just put the collar on and everything. Exactly. Yep. And you went and did the the cartwheels and all. I did and it all. Sang back and forth. And then the minute you exited, you went right back to Victoria. To the white cat. Yep. And then, so there was someone else was still doing all the other, like the ball was danced as Rumple Teaser with somebody else. Correct. So Francesca was basically the body of Rumple Teaser for the whole show, except for the feature. And then Rumple Teaser sings like the railway cat. Uh, yeah. For Snibble Shanks. And, but I just did that as Victoria. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. And the nuts part about this is that, so we had um, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. So I did that. Uh, what did we call it? I think we called it like Rumpletoria. Rumpletoria. <laughs> so I did that for the matinee. And then one girl was able to come back. And uh, I think I did like Victoria that night. And then the next day I had to do the Rumpletoria split for the matinee. And then another girl came back and then I did like Rumpleteaser that night. So it was just such a like... So you did Victoria, Rumple or Rumpletoria, like in the four shows you did each character once and then both of them and this but yes which of course <sighs> i was probably like tantamile for the rest of that week yeah <laughs> that is the part of i mean swinging in general it's like i'm just like i don't i can't even fathom that like the yeah. cats has the part of for me when i first i didn't know much about swings i didn't know like I, I knew nothing about musical theater besides as a spectator yeah and so when i learned about it i was like how do you do bomb then demeter back-to-back nights where you're doing the same right? thing almost but you have mm-hmm. opposite lines and, uh, and, you know, side by exactly. side. I was like, I would have, you, I'd kick somebody. Like, I'd be yeah, in the wrong of the two, you know, like, like that is yeah. a skill that is so hard to it fathom. Is. I will say, though, I loved Swinging Cats so much because no matter who I was on for, you got a feature, which is really neat. Because sometimes there's a swing, because uh, you cover the ensemble. So sometimes the ensemble isn't as featured as what mm-hmm. Cats is. And so it was like, oh, okay, I'm the ballet cat tonight oh now i'm the tapping cat oh now i'm belting like it was so yeah. cool to get to use all of my skills in so many different ways um and actually so this recent so after the broadway production closed uh the tour was going out and mm-hmm. they actually offered me victoria and i was like ah, you know i'd rather swing and they were like what i was like yeah i kind of like doing different things every night and uh so but then i ended up i ended up booking anastasia that day anyways so you're just you're just not meant for this tour i guess not (laughs) you're gonna they're gonna be tours because that was tour six um pre-covid still called tour six you're gonna be on tour seven you're gonna you're gonna book it and they're gonna be like nah i'm good like this is (laughs) this is just gonna be your future anytime it goes on tour get the tour (laughs) and not do it uh, that is, that is really. I can only funny. share it on Broadway, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to do. Let's let's have some fun and do some All music, right. man. So All you're right. in the Winter Garden, which I think is awesome. Yes, super cool, right? So like, did that piece like? Because that is, I still make a joke every time I walk by the Winter Garden. I take a picture of whatever the marquee is, cover it up, and write cats on it. I've done it. I've posted on social media. I've done it probably 15 times at this point. Oh yeah. Did you like? think about that at all like now that you are the cats fan and you're you're getting to perform on the winter garden stage of course oh my god to know like well first of all so many legends like 
got to perform there. But Cats, Cat, the Cats was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was cool, too, because even some of the stagehands had done that run. So it was like neat to get to talk to them. And uh, but I remember. So if you're how do you say it? It's stage right, house left. Um, Okay. If you're going from backstage to the audience, there's kind of like a separate staircase that leads you there. (laughs) And I remember the first time taking it, I was like, oh, my God, this is how the cats prepared for green eyes. This is how they got out. This Ah. is like... (laughs) I thought you were going to say, this is the heavy side layer. Like, this is the nook nook in the the, the attic that you... Oh, I wish I got to go up there. But yeah, no, just this staircase is how you get from backstage to the audience basically and i was like oh this is how they did green eyes i love it all right so i love doing this exact uh i I guess we'll call it the claire camp game here which is just let's figure out who which uh performer which actors which cat so i have to think through because i have you know again music man is not my forte so let's uh, you're gonna have to lean in here but let's start with i'm gonna just go in order of what i see on the wikipedia page so Okay. First one is going to be Harold Hill. Oh, Harold Hill is definitely Monkey's Trap. Monkey's Trap. Oh, yeah. Even as the kind of con man-ish version of it, like, he's definitely the... Okay. I I don't know if I need to bring this up now, but this I had some questions for you, actually, okay. about with cats. Because if, what if they thought the leaders... So like old Deuteronomy, Monk and Strap are on in on this. They get it. What if they know that the heavy side layer, what if it's not as good as what they are telling everybody? Mm. I mean, yeah, there's a, I have had a old Deuteronomy who came on and said, what if this is my ploy to just be a yes. serial killer? Yes. So I yeah, I thought I mean, that for a second. Cause I was like, what if they're just like, you know what? We've had enough of this cat. Let's just yeah. send them to the heavy side layer. There's been a lot of so there's been some arguments of like what is this is the this is this is the last question. Like we're jumping ahead here and like how are we making okay, our, okay. our choice? Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I guess the question is like, is it a reward? Is it is it right? an actual thing? Is it just to be like are they being reborn? Do they have to have an, another life? Yeah. So Well, because that's that doesn't, doesn't Monka Strap say something like that, like in the invitation where he's like to find a new jellicle life or mm-hmm. something like that. Like and but, so some of the cats who are there now, have they already been reincarnated? Well, you would assume I always assume that they have nine lives. And so it's like, yeah, you know, all cats have nine lives. So if you're and this is where one of the very first episodes I ever did was was your Gus, Christopher Gurr. And I yeah. his, his, the Gus is the number one non Grizabella answer. And a lot of people argue for Gus. And one thing that he said, and I still firmly believe it's just him trying to sell himself on it, why he didn't get picked, is he didn't think he had another life to live. So he uh, thought, if I got picked, I might not come back. Whereas, okay. Which I'm like, yeah, great. That's you just trying to, you know, not be picked. Justify. <laughs> You're justifying your own thing here. But like that, that is a question of like, do they be, are they reborn? Or right. there's now Baby Grizz dances some of the opening number. Is that foreshadowing for Grizabella? That's one of my theories. I think there's a Ghost of Casper's past possibility. Well, and if Victoria's a kitten, maybe she was recently reborn. Was she last maybe year's she, choice? Yeah. And, well, or did she have some sort of connection with Grizabella before? Like, is that why they have? Is that why she's able yeah. to connect with her at the end? I think the real question I have for you is: 
was this ever discussed with your cast? Like, did you ever think about these things besides Claire? Because I know Claire probably like thinks about them all times. Um, I don't. I think to some point we did, but I think it just got to a point where everybody was exhausted. That was like, okay, let's get through the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. We'll, we'll come back to. I'll answer whatever questions you have yeah, from yeah, my yeah. perspective. So yep. I think with Harold Hill, I was thinking some combination of Tugger. With the very suave okay. in there, but also McCavity is like the kind of. I don't think he's a McCavity. Not, not, not bad quite. enough. Okay. Not bad enough. Yeah. Okay. What about who is Sutton Foster? Um, she was Marion the librarian. Marion the librarian. Okay. Who do you <laughs> who do you have there? Oh, I didn't even think about maybe like a Jenny. Oh, not Jenny. Uh, Jelly. Jelly. I kind of thought it was yeah. Jelly or Jenny. Kind of yeah, like the very yeah. motherly, taking care of everybody character. Well, and I think it depends on how people play Marion because Sutton had a little bit more quirkiness so maybe a little more Jenny but I think some others might lean more towards a like a jelly depending on how they how they play it (laughs) what about her son oh Winthrop Winthrop. oh my gosh Winthrop who would he be definitely one of the kittens Mm -hmm. um maybe Oh, shoot. Why can't I remember his name now? Wait, who's the... Oh, no. So the kittens that... The black uh, and white one. So there's Tumble Brutus. There's Not Tumble Alonzo, Brutus. There's, Not Alonzo. The younger. Even uh, younger. Um, I know. Now I'm drawing a blank on who you're... I'm, oh, my gosh. Okay, hold well, on. We can look at that. The one that up. Sherrod played. <laughs> I can't his name. Pounceable. Pounceable. Maybe he's a Pounceable. Okay. Because actually, doesn't Pounceable, at least in our production, I feel like Pounceable and like Jenny at least had some sort of like motherly son connection. Yeah. Oh, wait, but she's, that's her brother. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's a little. Yeah. You know, they're not. They're cats. They're some all... people think that Marion and Winthrop, that Winthrop might secretly be her son, but they are brother and sister. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. What about the uh, the mom? Mrs. Peru, oh my gosh, she's, I could see maybe a Gus. Okay, yeah, that fits. That yeah. Fits. I would see Maybe one more. a Jenny, but. What about the mayor? The mayor, Bustopher Jones. Yeah. Or okay. maybe Old Deuteronomy, maybe. Oh, I like the quirkiness of Bustopher for him, but I think maybe like leader part, it would be Old Deuteronomy. Yeah. Who else am I not thinking of from the show that that you okay. definitely know the cat? I was thinking for Tommy Gilles, probably McCavity. Okay. But the thing is, he eventually, like, we love him. So mm-hmm. maybe he has a little Grizabella in him. Yeah, okay, true. <laughs> and we accept him at the end. Very true. Um, Who else? I guess Zanita could probably be Victoria. Um. I feel like the quartet would be like kind of a mix of like Skimble Shanks. Um, who else? Oh, yeah, I feel like they have the vibe of Skimble. Yeah. Did you do oh, this when you were doing Music Man? Did you think about this? I did it. This no. is the first time I'm thinking of it. <laughs> um, oh, actually, Marion might have some like bomb ballerina in her too. Oh, definitely. Once she like starts to uh, you know accept Harold a little bit more, yeah. we start to see more of the like seductive side of her. 
Um, you know, Tommy also might have some like carbuckety. He's a little rambunctious. Yeah. 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 There's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. There's so many going on. Um, because I would put maybe the pickle littles that that's definitely like a Jenny Annie Dots feel. <laughs> I don't know the music man well enough to be able to do this fully with you. It's, I know I'm like I know the like five <laughs> five main characters I yeah. saw a year ago or whatever <laughs> it was at this point, um, and I just remember I was like, oh, that's why I know that Gary Indiana song. Yeah, um, it's, oh, it's so sweet. Being being from Indiana, I was like, yeah, that that remember I remember that song a lot. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is fun. Let's do some rapid fire about about cats, and then our or okay. Let me ask you this: Let's what can I? What did you want me to answer before we go to the rapid fire? Oh yeah, I had a question about this. So, if you don't think Grizabella is the one to die or to go to the heavy side layer, do you think she still would sing Memory? Yes. Okay. <gasps> I, I want to hold on. I want to come oh, back. Heartbreaking. To that. Okay. Wait. I want to come back to that. I will answer that question after you answer your joke of choice, and I will. So we will we will put that on right. hold, and we will come back to that. So Great. Yes, I and will. I actually I have another question too. Okay. And also, what do you think would happen to her if she if no one touched her as well? Like, what if Victoria? Okay. We're never gonna come came? back to this whole thing. Okay. Because I want you to answer that my final question first, and then I will give you my <laughs> okay. thought. There. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back for more of the wrong cat died. Let's talk a little bit about Spam a lot. I am very excited for this production, uh, and I'm too. excited to hear that you're in it. So tell us. I know you know we're recording this before you know you fully are in previews or everything else, even though we're releasing the episode around then. So tell us like what are you're excited about? What can people expect? Like tell us about the show. Yeah. So the crazy part about this is that we actually started at the Kennedy Center in D.C., and that's all we were going to do. It was like one week of performances, but. Oh my gosh, this cast is phenomenal. Honestly, one of the best casts I have ever worked with. And I'm so excited that we get to do it together again. Because we're, we're on Broadway. We're going to yeah. Broadway. How crazy that that one, re- that one week run at DC was sold out. And gosh, and the way that the audience ate that up, you have to come and see it. Because the best part about it is that you will it is so laugh out loud funny and that was like the first thing my boyfriend said to me he was like i haven't laughed out loud that long or like the longest time it was so fantastic so if you need a good laugh that's the one i can't wait we'll put a link in the description uh for everyone that's that can buy tickets and go see it and it's at the st james st james and uh yeah that's so exciting so fun and you know, maybe we'll have you back to do which cat is which character. After oh yes, for spam a lot. See it. For spam a lot, but I have not had a chance to see it, so uh, oh, that'll so be. Good. I can't can't wait. There's a, a lot of buzz about the production, so I, you know, by the time this comes out, there'll be some previews already out, and people will get to see it. And so, oh, yeah. if you're in New York, uh, go get your tickets. All right, so let's pivot real quick to a couple of the rapid fire. If you could go on for one track, one night, cats. Doesn't matter, male, female, just if you could go on and be one cat, who would you want to go on this? Oh, uh, Bomb Ballerina. Or Demeter. Oh, either, either one. one. Either yeah. one. Just sing the cavity. Yeah. Have, have a blast. Yep. Uh, favorite and least favorite cat. Like if you were going to be friends oh, with them, which okay. characters would bug you and which characters would you love hanging out with? Oh my gosh. I love Victoria. I love Skimbleshanks. Oh, Skimbleshanks actually would be another cat I would love to go on for. Uh, 
McCavity, I have a love hate with him because obviously I love that song so much, but like, yeah. it's him. We can't. Yeah. Carbuckety gets a little like, ugh. Okay, okay, chill, calm down. And also a little bit, sometimes a tumble rudest too, where it's like, do you really have to do that everywhere you go? Yeah. You have to tumble uh, everywhere. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, favorite song from the show? Oh, favorite song. Ooh. Um, I think the opening. I know we were just talking about McCavity, but I think the opening. <laughs> so um, we, you were in the Winter Garden and yeah. you kind of have that like kind of weirdness of the Winter Garden. So when, um, which cat do you think would be the best at like running the Winter Garden? Like who would be the best oh, to like run the stage? To run, run it all? Like if they're behind the scenes running the show, like which character is going to be able to do that mm-hmm. best? I think Skimball would definitely yeah. be like the stage manager. Yeah. I think Gus would probably be like, on the creative team. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got years worth of experience. He knows yes. it all. Um, okay. Now we'll get to, I will answer your questions after, but before okay. we do that, I've argued at length. I don't think it should be Grizabella. Okay. So if you, Maria, you are making the joke choice tonight, you can pick anybody for any reason and why. Who okay. are you picking and what's your rationale? I, oh man, I think... I have to stick with Grizabella just because of the structure of the show. Okay. Just because she sings memory and oh my God, how heartbreaking would that be if she wasn't picked after singing that? So let me now answer your question. Okay. Which will come to why I don't think she should be picked. Okay. And so a big reason I don't think she should be picked is I think that the redemption the structure of the story and the redemption mm-hmm. and the arc all make mm-hmm. sense to me, mm-hmm. no doubt. But why murder her right after that? Like make her next year's choice. So uh, <laughs> to your first question, yes, sing memory. Yeah. Be touched and be accepted back by your family and spend the year with them. Go to some birthday parties, have some, have yes. a Thanksgiving, have a, or I guess they're British. So, you know, have a, oh, right. <laughs> you know, have, have a meal or two, you know, like spend time. This family that banished you has finally welcomed you back. And it's like the only argument against that is that she's not going to live for another year. But I'm like, yes, I want her to spend the year with her family. But isn't what or at least what they've been told isn't the heavy side layer like the best thing? I mean, we don't know. You, we started with that question, right? Like, we're not sure. <laughs> you're, but you're believing. It is very cultish. You are believing in the cult and your leader. I, of you like, know, I listen to those podcasts. I listen to cult podcasts. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is literally just one of them. I'm just in a very narrow lane of a cult podcast here. Because um, also, do you think it's because the cats have like now they finally learned the lesson of accepting and uh, forgiving? So they're like, maybe the leaders, maybe old Deuteronomy is like, okay, they finally learned this lesson. So now we can get rid of Grisabella. But I think you can learn the lesson and still, she can be next year's choice. But maybe they got another lesson for next year. That's true. I think that goes to the one, a very important question is, is the criteria change every year? How does he make the decision every year? We have one, one opportunity to look at, like we only get this example of the ball. Yeah. So, like, is there always, like, that was my other kind of Grizabella post argument is if you have to do this redemption story, like, is there another banished cat that's coming back next year? Like, that we don't know about? No. Oh, no, we can't. 
Well, oh my God, could you imagine if like McCavity was next year's choice? When's Gus go? Um, I think, oh, I think Gus still has like two years, maybe. Two years, wow. <laughs> You've no, got a lot of faith in it. Gus. It's you pushing it. In Gus. Okay. <laughs> but I will say, I actually, so I should admit, finally, I watched the VH. I didn't watch the VHS. I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. But I watched that production from beginning to end last night. Because I needed oh, a refresh for today. And that Gus did not have two years left. In that, yeah. That Gus was a uh, John Mills, I believe, very famous actor and was uh, blind, I, I read. Uh, um, so that's why it didn't dance or do anything. They like had to, that's why he, when he's walked out with Jelly, oh, it's because he was, oh. I think, fully blind when they <gasps> recorded that. At least that's something that I had read somewhere. And I have no oh idea if it's true. Gosh. So I don't think that Gus had two years left. I don't think he lived that much longer after that. My gosh, I'll have to ask Michael Gerber. Yeah. Sure not. So, okay. So you're uh, you're sticking with Grizz. Your other... Oh, I think I do. I mean, my goal is to just change people's <laughs> mind here. So I'll I'll keep your vote <laughs> as Grizz because I know you've, you've, you've done this. I will say the original joke of this podcast was Leona Lewis. And right? I thought I watched The X Factor. So I, was, I wanted Tugger and Mustafa's to go together as like a One Direction. Oh, okay. That okay. was my, like, that's my Harry Styles and whoever that they, you know, pieced together in X Factor. Yep. But I also think there's a version of like, it is kind of chorus line-ish. It is kind of an opportunity where why can't we do a, a let the audience vote or a different uh, cat every night version, which oh I know has God. been done in chorus line. It has been done. It's not set to be done that way, I should yes. say, but it has been done. And, oh my gosh, well, that would change a lot, wouldn't it? I think That would be, be really kind fun. of fun. It'd keep That's people I, on their toe, toes. I keep saying this now. Yeah, toes, exactly. <laughs> I keep saying this now because I'm trying slowly to convince somebody to do it. That's why I keep saying it yeah. in every episode. Yeah. Like, if enough people hear this, maybe. Well, aren't they doing a new version of Cats? They're doing Ballroom the Cats ball. at the, yes. um, next year at the PAC, which is a brand new theater by the World okay. Trade Center. Uh, but it's a very different interpretation. Like, it's not right? it's not Cats. Like, it's a it's Cats in a sense, but it's going to be very different. So I'm very excited to so see they it. Could, that could be an option. But I'm not even sure, like, I don't know. It seems like it's straying a lot. Like, I don't think it's the same oh, story. Okay. So I'm not even sure that there's going to be a Jellicle Choice type of thing. Maybe there's no Chris. I'm, cu- yeah. I'm very curious. They did a reading uh, last year, and they it is the I think it's the last thing on their season, and so it'll be next year. And I I can't wait. I've already talked to the the team. I'm so excited to like see it and like they. I think they just opened when we record this. They opened like last week. Oh my um, gosh! I can't wait. Yeah. So that there's versions. I know, but I'm like this is. I need this regionally. I need this in like some theater where they're gonna put it up for like six weeks yeah and that's where we can do it that's where i want to like i think her with the gel choice the technical element behind that is that they would especially looking from like a dance captain point of view <laughs> is that everyone would definitely have to know and practice the exit for grizabella depending on how they do it if they like because we flew her out yeah so everyone, and I don't know if you would then have to change the harness for every person that was being selected. So I will say the technical element of that could be tricky. It's solvable. It's solvable. It's solvable. You could also just have her walk out. Yeah, like just, walk, just walk off stage. <laughs> just um, have her walk off. 
<laughs> I I don't think you change to me. You don't change anything else in the show, except right. for when she finishes memory and you do the receiving yes. line. You maybe add that moment there, yeah, where either old Deuteronomy picks or the audience picks or some version, and then that person goes. I like it, especially if you did a tour or a regional production, because then it's like, whose family showed up the loudest? Right. Today? You know, like my whole my whole <laughs> dance class from growing up is all here. Like, like we're gonna send a Tantamile tonight, who's never yeah. else in the you know never in the running any other time. Well, so then, do you think Tantamile and Corcovat go together, or do you think they can go separately? I think that would be hard for the two of them to go separately, but I don't know. There's there's not a lot of rules. Yeah, I mean, we're just sending somebody back. We're like we're currently sending somebody who was banished from our tribe that yeah. we're welcoming back. Like we can't send two up together. So how do you think the audience votes? Is it like by ballot or just like raise of hands? I mean, we're we're in 2023. <laughs> like you, know, oh, we all have a phone. We all have a phone in our pocket. Like it wouldn't be that hard to 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 set this up. It's you know, there's there's an expense if you want to do it, but like there's. They do that on the mass singer or something. They do it on a like, bunch of shows. Yeah, they yeah. have like a little button at the seat. So I'm not sure that that's quite ready, but you could do something like that, or you could just do by applause, or you could really just let Old Deuteronomy pick differently every night. That's true. Yeah, and have that one performer or one person make the call, or we could really do it with a Tugger style, which is like point out one audience member oh, and have them and have them select. Oh, oh wow, putting them on the spot. How yeah. many do you think people would pick Grizabella? I think Grizabella would get a lot of votes. Okay. I do think, I mean, I can tell you as of recording this today. But do you think that's just because people are already swayed to go that way just because it's set? Or if you have the option, do you think people are like, well, I've seen Grizz go. I want to see somebody else. I think it depends on how deep the fandom is. I think okay. when you start talking to like the super fans, yeah. they have an opinion. And it's either a Grizabella opinion or it's usually a Gus opinion. But like they have a no, this this is the choice. I think if you just have someone who's never seen it, right? Then there might be a I really like that number, or I really enjoyed that piece. Like when I walked out of the theater, the only thing I really remembered was Mungo Jerry Rumble Teaser. Oh, nice! I was oh like that gosh. was stuck in my head for like a week after the first. But time I how saw it. sad for a kid go or like younger cats to go it depends on what it is yeah it could be it could they could be reborn right back and be very similar to what they were before because they were already a kitten there's no rules no rules and i'm slowly trying to influence and and change i think you know you added a grizzabella (laughs) bow i had a good little run here of gus's um you added a grizzabella vote back so she has she has less than half the votes though every guest i've had on i ask every single person and she is less than half. Interesting. So who who is like the like one that surprised you the most? There's been some funny answers. I think there's every once in a while someone just defends their cat, which is always fun. That's, yeah. Which I get. Um, but yeah, maybe being a, couple, a swing, it's easier to Yeah, like. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, you have, um, there's a few of like, who's the biggest, it, it goes back to criteria. Who's the biggest strain on society? Right. So that could be Bust for Jones. That was one okay. answer, which made me really laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been a lot of old Deuteronomy. Is it his turn? Like, why has no. he not been picked yet? Like, well, and then what? Monk. Is Monk, Monk is over, right? The next, yeah. right? So there's I a mean, lot of different answers. I think right now I have. Do you think he has to hand off his like, you are now the leader before he I, goes to the heavy side? I don't side? know. 
it's not happened, but. And think of how Tugger's going to take that. Yeah. So I have 19 different answers from nice. people on the show. Um, most of the ones that are like one or two are kind of jokes. You know, it's like somebody yeah. who is like trying to be comical about it, but it is almost half Grisabella and then a 40 something percent Gus. And then one or two are here for the rest. Wow. Gus and Grizz. Yeah. But, and I'm so not sure why, anybody thought about it, though, until so I started we, asking the question. Yeah. But if we can send, like, Tantamile and Coracopat together, why not Gus and Grizz together? That So that's like, an interesting why couldn't question. We have why had can't two? we have two? Yeah. I, so that I would be, I'd be fine with. Let's give, let's, let's have a couple of choices. That, that goes back to huh. the One Direction version, which is like, right, right, right. we don't need solo acts. We're going to create some groups because that, yeah. the X Factor's done that a lot, very yeah. successfully. And that was literally the genesis of this whole thing, because that was my, my first introduction was Leona. And I thought X Factor. Yeah. I, you know, I thought X Factor. That's, that's drugs, my answer. Really. That's going to be my answer. Actually, it's going to just be one person. <laughs> both together. Yeah. Just, just sacrifice them all. We should let's change just, the rules just of that. It's send them, send like five like or six of them together. Yeah. Let's just send them all. And then we'll maybe next it's year. like two this year. Maybe we get four the next year. Maybe it's just one, one year. <laughs> I, you've got, you've got an argument. Why, why just one? Yeah. Why just one? So, um, this has been super fun. How can yeah. people stay in touch with you? Find you on social media, see what oh. you're doing. I am on Instagram at Maria R Briggs. All right. We will link that and give a follow. And this was so much fun. Thank you for coming so on and chatting through and. Gosh, it makes my heart so happy. Cause again, like cats kind of left for a second because i was so busy with other shows so it's so nice to revisit again and i thought just to remember how much i love it that's awesome i love i love being able to let you live these memories again and yes. i'm sure claire's the proud memory of you living it. yes exactly i'm sure yeah. claire's very proud of you of, of all <laughs> from that day one I'll in carry the studio it. with her <laughs> She now gets to listen to this and know that she's influenced your, your opinion. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cast catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at The Wrong Cat Died, or check our website, TheWrongCatDied.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.